Jam Master J, Jason Mazel from the rap group Run DMC was gunned down here about 9.15 tonight. Jam Master J knew the absolute heights of the hip-hop world. Oh man, I remember this so vividly. It has been more than 20 years since a brazen shooting in the studio of Run DMC's Jam Master J. Do you remember this story? I mean, there were even witnesses to this happening, and yet it took years to get to this point, where two men have finally been brought to trial on charges of killing him. Now, those two have now been found guilty. But it's been a long process of learning what actually happened in this case. And boy, have there ever been twists and turns. Now, David Thigpen is the director of undergraduate programs at the UC Berkeley Graduate School of Journalism and the author of Jam Master J, The Heart of Hip Hop. Great book that can explain a lot about this case. And David joins us now to talk about it. Thanks for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. Why did this story take so long to get to this point, David? What happened? Well, that that, that is a great question. Um, you know, yeah, it is it is kind of a terrible thing because there were um, several eyewitnesses when the uh, shooting happened in Jay's studio. Um, apparently, um, uh, NYPD, I think, um, was not able to get anyone to uh, cooperate, um, likely because the witnesses were... Um, uh, scared that they would uh, there'd be retaliation against them, that they would be they would be next. Uh, so there were um, continuous um, kind of uh, uh, roadblocks and, and delays uh, in this case, and, and finally added up to uh, to, to you know, twenty years. And what is so fascinating about Jam Master Jay in this case here, because it was kind of like public persona versus what we learned about the private persona during this case, didn't it? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, uh, it was it was not known to most um, uh, people that uh, Jay was apparently um, dabbling in uh, um, the sales sale of drugs. Um, it was known that that he was under some financial um, uh, pressure, and um, part of that had to do with. Jay's personality, and, and as I as I wrote in the book, um, Jay had lots and lots of friends, um, and he had lots and lots of, of people that he uh, tried to take care of. Uh, in addition to his own family, he had old friends that he provided things for, and, and many of them did not not have a lot. Um, uh, you know, he grew up in in, in Hollis, Queens. Um, uh, you know, sort of a, a middle class ish um, uh, part of uh, New York, but people didn't have a lot of money. And for instance, you know, Jay Jay would buy his friends, you know, jewelry. He bought what one old friend a uh, uh, a car when, when Jay started making money. So so he didn't manage his own money well, and, and apparently there was there was some he was having some financial pressures, and. Um, this opportunity came to make a lot of money on a cocaine deal. Unfortunately, that is what went wrong. And, and that, that is, is uh, how he was uh, you know, finally killed. Right. And after all this time, we're finally learning about this. So what did go wrong? Who did this? Okay, so um, so this is a really sad part of the story. Um, um, two people that he knew um, uh, responsible for killing him, and um, and the, uh, the the young man that the uh, court believes was the trigger man uh, was his his godson. Uh, his name is Carl Jordan uh, Jr., and uh, the Jordan um, family um, lived uh, across the street um, from uh, J. Master J's family at at one point, and the, the two families were were, were very close. Uh, so, so this is 
this is uh, really sad that it would, it would uh, uh, you know, the person responsible for it would be that close to him. And the other person, a um, uh, man named uh, Ronald, um, uh, nicknamed Tenard, last name Washington, um, he was an individual from the neighborhood uh, as well um, and uh, had known Jay since since they were uh, kids. Uh, and I think believe, believe they both went, went to um, uh, school together. Um, so they knew they all knew each other really well, and so it's just a terrible thing that that this is how it would would end up. And and you can't can't help but think that that you know Jay, a really nice guy, just a really nice guy. Everybody liked him. Uh, Jay was really betrayed in the worst way by by his by his friends. Yeah, was there any remorse here? Like there clearly was there. There was like a, a cloud of silence here too, wasn't there? code of silence yeah yeah absolutely absolutely right and, and um you know um as far as remorse i think i think if there was any remorse on the part of the two killers they never expressed it um and and you know they were they were both kind of kind of uh, tough guys and, and i know i know um uh ronald uh washington the guy they call tenard um he had a reputation uh, in Hollis, Queens, as what they call a, a stick-up guy, and he he always carried a weapon. Um, he he was known to have uh, um, shot people and and gotten away with it. So so everybody was 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 afraid of him. Um, and uh, you know Carl Carl Jordan uh, Jr., the one that they called um, L- Little D, uh, wanted to be a, a rapper, wanted to get into the music business, um, uh, was not really successful. Uh, so maybe he had some frustrations, uh, and when they learned and what they believed that that Jay had was going to cut them out of a drug deal that they hoped to be a part of, in which they would have made a lot of money, they apparently got mad, and that that caused them to go up to the studio and and shoot Jay. That that's what we have learned so far. Oh, that is just awful when you think about all of that, and that that's what it kind of came down to. Yeah, it it really really is, and 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 it was you know just kind of a terrible, terrible uh, uh, betrayal, and um, and I should also say that um, you know Jay as a as a neighborhood guy growing up in Hollis Queens also, um, all his friends were were kind of either afraid or didn't um, talk to police when the time came, so uh, the, the police investigation uh, police may have may have known that those were two likely suspects but they were not arrested until 2020 and that that's that's really terrible you know yeah. and, and I, i'm yeah i can't i can't i can't say that that i i would i would say that, that that nypd did the greatest job here because because those two names uh were floated as as uh possible assailants many many years ago and uh and they, they were it was never never acted upon so uh, so that, 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 that's a shame. And, you know, yeah, Jay, just the nicest guy, a great innovator as a, as a musician, uh, um, took care of his family, took yeah. care of a lot of friends. And when it, when it got down to it, nobody was there for him. And so that's why we're, we're, this story's finally unraveling and, uh, just, just terrible. Yeah. Well, thanks for telling us about it. We appreciate that. Oh, thanks for having me. I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. That's David Thigpen, who's a director of undergraduate journalism at the UC Berkeley Graduate School of California. He's also written a great book called Jam Master J, The Heart of Hip Hop. And what a sad, tragic story that is. It 
this artist, this musician who looked out for so many other people, nobody was looking out for him. It took more than 20 years to solve his murder, even though it seems like everybody knew exactly who had done it and even why. Oh, sad story.